Yeah, if you keep focusing on what you don't have and what you can't do, you will continue to not have and continue to not do anything. So it's just a matter of just take the opposite of that. What do I have? What can I do? All right, my garage band is acting up, so I'm recording this on Zoom and hopefully this works. But hello, everyone, and welcome to the Eat in the Sun podcast. This is JJ Briggs, and I'm really, really excited for this episode. In this episode, I sat down with Chase Tuning. Chase has a podcast called Ever Forward Radio with over 1 million downloads. He's somebody that I followed for a few years on Instagram. Chase started as a health coach, and now he is actually a full-time podcaster and also a coach caster. So he is a coach to other podcasters. I had an hour with him, and of course, I asked him lots of questions about podcasting and about some of his high-performance habits, but I still think there's a lot of value in this episode for everyone. He talks about his family creed, Ever Forward, what that means to him, and how he chooses to live a life ever forward every single day, and just gives so much value to his listeners. So Chase, thank you so much for your time. It was a pleasure, and I hope you all enjoy. All right, well, welcome, Chase. Thank you so much. Hey. I, uh, I saw last night you had the, your webinar. Yeah, yeah. How'd that go? It went well. Um, I am an actual idiot. And regardless of how many times I've done this, even years into the game, um, you forget fundamentals. And I did it. And I forgot to hit record for the webinar to share every, with everybody who wanted to rewatch it or couldn't make it. And so I'm just doing it again today. I'm going to go I live again today. I set the setting on Zoom to record automatically, so it's going to be idiot-proof, and uh, we'll hopefully have it squared away. The reason I brought that up is because I saw that on your story last night, and I did the exact same thing last night. I had a group coaching call, and I had one of my uh, with my nutrition coaching clients, and I had one of my friends who's a physical therapist do some like mobility and stability work, and I had a couple clients with some conflicts, so I was like, oh, no problem. Mm. I'll just record it, and they could watch it. And I realized as soon as I started recording it, I like also paused recording it. So yeah, yeah sometimes, sometimes a little things. <laughs> yeah. I always struggle with like the automatic settings because Zoom can make it idiot proof. A lot of other mobile, you know, or online recording platforms can make it idiot proof where as soon as you hop on, you record. But when it comes to real, I'm just so used to podcasting now where I don't hit record just yet. You know, it's figuring out some technical glitches, getting connected or just like catching we just up did. and then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, but then I'm like, no, I should just do that and then edit that out of the final product. So yeah, let's just, yeah. you know, take this as a lesson for sure. <laughs> uh, well, Chase, again, I, I really appreciate you, your time and, and coming on here today. I know I've talked to you a couple of times. You are now coach casting and a full-time podcaster. And I know mm. you used to be a health coach and well, I mean, I, I guess you're not, you're always a health coach. I know you still have that credential. You're never fully technically, out of it. Technically still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but just my, my day-to-day has changed a little bit. Yeah. So I know your story. I'm a huge fan. Mm. Like seriously, I'm so excited that, that you're here right now, but I'm not sure if a lot of my listeners know your story. Uh, so if, if you wouldn't mind, like, tell me a little bit about your background and how Everford Enterprises and Everford Radio and Everford Coach, how all the Everford came to be. Well, it came to be really just because uh, we, we finally just decided that uh, something that we had had in our family, something that we had lived through and lived with just needed to come out. And we wanted to kind of share our family story a little bit. And that began back in 2005 when we it's funny time actually i 
quick sidebar this morning, I was just sharing with my wife, actually, um, I was all up in my feels, uh, because I was retelling a lot of parts of my story of, of this ever forward thing, uh, mm -hmm. of just the whole story we're going to get into, um, sharing it with, a exciting new project I'm working on here with uh, some new people in LA and it kind of just sent me back down the rabbit hole of a lot of things that I, I knew had happened I remembered but just a lot of other things that I had kind of forgotten about or, or just looked in a new light now and um, it's just funny timing no real point to that story other than just uh, it's very top of mind for me right now and so it's great that we're having this conversation um, I love hearing your story, but I imagine that telling it over and over, I'm sure that really brings up a lot of emotions. All the emotions, all the emotions, all the feels, yeah. <laughs> all the feels for sure. But, but yeah, I mean, I, I'll go back to my story of two, in 2005 when uh, I, I lost my father, my, my family lost this great guy in our life. Um, my community back in the very, very tiny little town of Roanoke, Virginia, not that far from where you are right now. Yeah. Um, we, uh, we, we buried a hero. We buried a man that just was the glue to our family and our community and um, just did so much for so many people. One of my favorite memories um, that even stood out to me during was during the, the funeral procession. I was in the lead car with my, my brother, my sister, my stepmom. Um, and I just remember looking back out of one of the windows and for as long as I could see, the funeral procession was just car after car after car just it seemed like forever and I it was very clear to me at that moment that this was a life that really needed to be celebrated and he impacted mm -hmm. me um well beyond like even what I realized just the community uh we had his medical team and his nurses and just you know customers from his coffee house show up to his funeral and just hundreds of people it's incredible um so Unfortunately, we lost him to a terminal illness. He had about a year and a half battle with Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS. Mm -hmm. It was very, very hard. He had a very accelerated case. And uh, about a year before he passed away, um, I had decided that I wanted to go back home. I, I was just maybe six months or so into my military career. Um, and I tried to get out. I, I tried to really look at this hardship clause. And true to his nature, he was like, hell no. Uh, so literally the last <laughs> few days that he could physically walk and just, you know, kind of take care of himself and talk even really, uh, he flew out to where I was stationed up in Northern California. And for like three, four days, uh, we just, we walked, we talked, we drank a lot of coffee. Uh, cause after <laughs> his time in the military, he, um, after a few odd jobs, you know, he wound up opening up, you know, his own business. We were in the restaurant business for a while and had multiple coffee houses and a really nice high-end steakhouse. And so we, we bought, yeah, yeah. So after he got out of the military, which I will, I'm sure we'll get into this, but you know, I guess us tunings, we love to serve, but we just get broken <laughs> inside of it. And um, about, yeah, around the same time, six years into his career as well, uh, he suffered a helicopter accident almost pretty much broke his back mm -hmm. and wound up getting medically discharged. Me, myself as well, years later in my career, I, I suffered career ending injuries to my, to my lower body and my back and my hips and wound up getting medically discharged as well. Um, and so after he was discharged out of the army, a couple of jobs here and there, but then he wound up opening up a cafe, a coffee house and restaurant. And we had four, I think. Uh, and then 
got really carried away, opened up a like Roanoke's premier steakhouse at the time. It was incredible. <laughs> so over food, over coffee, we always bonded. Those are some yeah. of my favorite memories. And so we just did that again. Uh, and through that, it was much more intentional. And through that, he, he convinced me and kind of just told me like, Chase, don't stop the beginning of your life just because mine is ending. You know, yeah. um, he really convinced me to stay in. And uh, it was then, it was then that, you know, after that, he went on a pretty significant decline. And like I said, then a year later, he passed away. And then I went back to military life for the next several years and um, kind of just stuffed all that down. I mean, he was everything to me. He, he was someone who had taught me this, this mantra for life, these two words that we'd heard our entire lives as kids growing up of ever forward, ever forward, ever forward. Um, and I finally had to learn how to live it. Mm -hmm. uh, and he was the example through all of his illness. I, I never once saw that, that a hole complain or cry <laughs> or like, you know, you know, just be woe is me in any way when he yeah. had absolutely every right to, when he was dependent on everyone around him for every aspect of life, for, for breathing, for eating, for drinking, for going to the bathroom. Um, he was just an incredible example. Uh, and then fast forward several years later, um, it all kind of just came flooding back to me. Uh, I, I thought that I'd really kind of taken care of that. I thought I had processed it. Um, and I was on my journey, my, my health and wellness journey after rehabilitating my own self from my injuries and was in this career now, went to school for, for exercise science. And I was a, I was a health coach and um, externally, everything was great. I, I, I had never been in better shape. I was performing well. I was mm -hmm. on the career track. Um, but just internally, all this trauma came back pouring out. And um, that's when it really kind of hit us that this message is more than we ever realized. And so there's a lot for us, you know, me personally, me and my family to kind of work through. And then once we kind of grab hold of it, we realized that there's more that we want to share. So it was around 2000, 2013 ish, maybe 2014. Uh, my brother actually took the family message, family mantra and put it to, you know, the world to a brand first. And he mm -hmm. was then kind of launching his, Instagram, social media, fitness, YouTube. you know, YouTube life. Yeah. And, you know, he was, he wanted to kind of create something more. And so he introduced ever forward apparel, um, which was like the natural next step for most people back then, just get an audience, you know, sell t-shirts kind of thing, mm -hmm. but he wanted to just do more than just himself. So he put ever forward in front of it and kind of began to share the story of what we all endured and what our father's message was. And, Luckily, it was really, really well received. And so it was so cool to me to kind of see this message continuing on and other people taking it and applying it, make their own meaning. And then about two years after that, uh, I decided to just kind of pick it up in my own way and, you know, created the podcast, Everford Radio, uh, began to do my own little side hustle coaching thing, and then eventually left my job to create Everford Coach. Um, and yeah, Everford is, it's, it's a, it's a brand. It's, it's mm -hmm. a, it's several companies, several businesses, but it just, it has the same intention, same meaning behind mm -hmm. it. Um, that's just been transformational for me and my family and now millions of other people. It's pretty wild. Literally millions. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Everford Radio yeah, has millions of of downloads. It, it's really incredible. It's and, weird for me to say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's weird for me that like I'm like I've taken in podcasts for a long, long time, and like you are up there with Joe Rogan in my book. Like I love hey, Everford I'm, I'm Radio. I'm looking like him more now. <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah. 
good. Thank you. Um, but you know, I, you know, sometimes I'll be, I'll be, I'll be thinking or I'll be frustrated, like, like right before we sat down for this actually, like, so I'm, I'm still working full time. I do nutrition coaching on the side. I'm still working full time for a tech company. And this one project that we've been work, I've been working on this morning. It, it's a hot mess. I was all stressed out and all anxious. I was like, okay, take a deep breath ever forward. Like it's one o'clock <laughs> no refocus way. for chase. Like <laughs> you got this. And actually some of the things that I post on my Instagram, like uh, some of my, my followers know, like I'll post like every morning I post a picture of or a video of me and my dog walking and I say ritual on it. And that's something I got from you because yeah, you'll say you're yeah. in the gym. You say, this is my ritual. You have a lot of things that they're non-negotiables. You have a lot of habits. You just have like, I've looked up to you for, for a long time. So it's, it's so cool to yeah. be able to, to hear you. you share your story um, and to just have a platform of my own. And, you know, mm -hmm. I think, you know, I, I keep thinking, I keep reminding myself that we all start from somewhere, right? Like my story is much, much different than, than, than your story. But you started maybe in, maybe not in, in a closet, but you started oh, no, from somewhere. I, I did. <laughs> Literally, I did. Yeah. The very I, first almost year of my show, I was in the closet very much like yours. All right. And, perfect. Yeah. yeah. I, I re-listened I re to your first episode today, like kind of in preparation. And, you know, I just keep, sometimes I remind myself, like, I, you know, I want to aspire to, to, to have an audience like yours, to kind of have a message like yours and be able to influence people like you do. And I just remind myself, hey. They all start from somewhere. So just keep putting in the reps and, and keep doing the work. So thank literally you for not far down the road from you. Uh, I started the show in my apartment there in DC uh, in yeah. my closet. So uh, couple you're miles. in good company. You're on hallowed <laughs> ground, we'll say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a couple of miles away. So, you know, again, I appreciate you sharing your story. I'm very familiar with it, but I don't think a lot of the, the people that, that I know really know you or your story. And I think it can be so powerful. And you're now a full-time podcaster. Yeah. And which yeah, is, is what I do every day. Yeah. So, so that's uh, a couple of years ago. If, if you were to ask me like what I wanted to do, I've been like, Oh, like I want to do, you know, podcasting full time and like half joking. But now I'm like, <laughs> you know, I can, I can, I can do this. Like I can put in the reps and, and do it. Hell so yeah, you can. when, when did you kind of, I know you were commuting back and forth a lot and you kind of discovered, discovered podcasts. I think your, your show is three years old. Three. Yeah. Okay. And and so when did, when did you kind of realize, like, I think I want to start one? Like, when did you so bite the bullet? It, it really kind of hit me. It was something that I, I had heard my whole life. And it I always, I, I kind of cringe when I say this, but it, this is the God's honest truth. Um, Cause it makes me feel like I'm talking about myself. Well, Someone was are. just like, hey, <laughs> I mean, I technically <laughs> am You're right. Yeah. Um, someone just said something that I had heard my entire life. Well, literally, uh, since puberty. So ever since, you know, I had about 12, 13, my voice dropped. <laughs> absolutely. I, I had heard my whole life. Wow. You have a really good radio voice. I love your voice. I like listening. Um, I heard that one day and it finally clicked with me. Oh, like radio, radio had never had any appeal to me, which is even weird because I had an uncle who had been in radio his entire life. And every time we would meet and talk and catch up, he was like, Chase, cut a demo, cut a demo, do it like you're, you're naturally gifted, I'm like, whatever. Um, and he like then went on to help kind of launch Sirius satellite radio. He was oh, a big wow. time with Sirius and I would go up to the Sirius studios in New York and it was amazing. It was so cool what was going on, but it never really appealed to me like, Oh, I should pursue that. But then one day about, I don't know, maybe after about a year or so, maybe of listening to podcasts, someone gave me that compliment, made that comment. And this light bulb went off in my head. Oh, not radio, but what about a podcast? Mm -hmm. Because like you said, I was listening to them. I was consuming them. They were 
how I pass my time and that God awful commute in DC. Uh, and I was also traveling a lot for my job, not only in Northern Virginia and DC, but all over the East coast. And they helped me get better at my job. I would listen to a business podcast, a health podcast, a fitness podcast, um, authors, nutritionists, doctors, physicians, all these people that made me better as a health coach that I could immediately go apply my knowledge to my patients, my clients, or I had a great resource. Like, Hey, I don't know the answer, but that kind of sounds like something I heard. Check go check out this it guy. Out. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then someone said that comment that one day, and this thing went off in my head of, Oh, wow. Like I've been learning so much from these people from this platform. What if I was the one actually getting to ask the questions and getting FaceTime virtually or in person and just learning from these people. And so that's what I did. And so I decided to launch my own podcast. And then I think, I think pretty much around that same moment, maybe a day or so later, I was like, I'm going to do a podcast. And then it was ever forward radio. Like the most obvious thing came to be, came to mind. And um, then I kind of waffled around. I I went back and talked to my uncle, the the serious guy about, Hey, what's a microphone? How do I connect? How do I edit? So I kind of had an inside guy and he walked Mm -hmm. me through some of the initial stuff very quickly. Um, And I just got a microphone. I got this like 50, $60 microphone. I actually still have, not the same one, that one died, but I have another one here out of a nostalgia. And uh, I plugged it in. I didn't even have a laptop at the time. I used my my then girlfriend, now wife. I used her laptop. I used free editing. And I just, I sucked a lot. I started recording, delete, record, delete, record, delete. That was what I was going to ask you because I like, I will like, I'll say something and then say it and say it. And sometimes my episodes are just so piecemeal together. And then again, I remind myself, everybody's in the same boat. Everybody mm-hmm. says, um, and, ah, uh, and I realize how much I stutter and then I'm like with practice, oh my gosh, you'll get yeah. better. Yeah. Like within, with anything, you know, in our world where we all kind of come from fitness and nutrition, you got to put in the reps literally in the gym or when you're working out, you got to put in the reps. That's how you build strength. That's how you build a habit. That's how you build adherence. That's how you prove to yourself that once you just go from deciding you're going to do something by just showing up enough times. I mean, success compounds, then you look back and you're like, wow, like I've lost 10 pounds or I've added 20 pounds to my one rep max or whatever your goal is, mm-hmm. but that only comes from showing up, putting in the work. And that's exactly what it was for podcasting. Uh, there were quite a few episodes that never saw the light of day. Um, I'd say probably the first like six to maybe six to 10, uh, I just scrapped, um, really? cause you get really hype, right? I got so excited and I would just sit down and just kind of like in my mind at the time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was yeah. like yelling and spitting fire. Right. And then I would go back and listen to it. And I was like, you sound like an idiot. Um, why are you yelling? Uh, and like, most of the times I wasn't even using the microphone the right way. I, it was just a big learning curve, but I love the concept so much. And they had already given me so much you know, in terms of learning and just from personal and professional development, I was like, I got to do this. I got to do this. And especially once I attached the name behind it, once I put ever forward in front of it, it was, it was going to be hell or high water. I was going to do this no matter how much it sucked in the beginning, because I attached that kind of higher meaning. I attached that. Um, I, my father really, I I put kind (laughs) of this legacy behind it. And that still is why I, never i think i've delayed on like a day or two missed an episode but i i still pump out all regular content no matter yeah. the time because it's not about me anymore it never was from the beginning it was always that why behind it um of helping me live a life ever forward now i have a way to help others do the same 
Yeah, no, I mean, I know personally, you've helped me live a life ever forward. You've kind of, you were kind of one of the sparks that, that helped me create this podcast. And I, I told myself I'd get a microphone after episode 15, episode 15 dropped last night. So I'll get rid of this $30 Amazing. headset and, uh, get that sounds an great. Actual yeah, mic. it works. Yeah, it, oh, look, it all it all depends on what you want out of the out of the experience um like headset mics xlr mics usb i mean it's just the money doesn't matter there are ways that you can really not to like get off on a technical tangent no, it's all but good. You take you can take any budget any equipment and i mean look what you're doing that's exactly what i did i realized that when i was recording in my kitchen a i was too far away from the microphone at the time so it would sound really distant uh i had it faced the wrong way i, I learned about you know patterns. I learned about, you know, vocal patterns and how to, you know, angle it and how the microphone, just learn your equipment and then you can yeah. work around it. Get into, I tell people, no matter your setup is to really think small and think soft. Mm. Again, once you get into different equipment, you get a little bit more leeway, um, but you can really just do a lot with improving the sound quality by decreasing the space that you're recording. Keep a, a significant distance, well, a consistent distance from the microphone. That was your tip uh, of the week And then just have week. soft. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then all the padding, all the clothes around you, carpet, all helps. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I have to remind myself, uh, think soft because sometimes I get really excited and get all animated and like kind of yell. Yeah. And then, like when I'm editing, I'm like, oh gosh, like that is not, I'll like drop down the volume a little bit when I'm editing. Yep. Yeah. Do you do all of your editing yeah. yourself still? I do. Yeah. For my, yeah, for my show, there was a time um, where I like I would like to sample some other editors, and it was just came back to honestly, it's just my baby. And yeah, I because want control over it. That and just now, I mean, because my show is monetized, where I each episode has a sponsor, whether that's you know a partner of mine or, or I promote one of my own products or services. Um, I just really try to make it as organic as possible. And sometimes that means I, I, I wait to the day before to kind of record that intro or the promo mm. because I really try to, I have like the content calendar set out and I know the guests and the release dates and stuff for you know weeks ahead, but I try to really just tie in whatever I'm technically pitching to be as seamless as possible in that message. So I don't want, I, I don't want to pitch, you know, uh, you know, a nutrition supplement if my guest is a best-selling author on um i don't know like sleep like if i don't know that's those then, can maybe then correlate, you pitch I, cured and zen like yeah, exactly a, yeah exactly i would talk about the thing that matters the most yeah and your the first few episodes of yours i listened to i didn't even realize they were ads they're so organic oh good and, that's good to hear. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no they i was like oh this is an ad like he duped me but no you they're so organic <laughs> And again, I feel like a big creep. I'm just a big fan. I feel like a big creep, but like, I know you use cured <laughs> nutrition products every day. You use yeah. four sigmatic products every day. Like what you're pitching, you truly do. You use, you know, BPN subs. So it's, it's cool to hear you be so organic with your ads, but then also know, yeah, okay, BPN. IRL. Yeah. I see that. I like yeah. <laughs> IRL, you use all of these things. So yeah. I, I love the way that you, you do those. You mentioned something that, oh, this is something I kind of had that I wanted to ask you about. You mentioned your like content calendar. So Mm. One thing that I've been struggling with, and I think I told you is like, you know, I, I, I had kind of recorded a couple episodes and I scrapped them with all this COVID stuff going on. And I started from scratch and I feel like I'm kind of winging it, right? Like I have 10 coaching clients that I'm working with. I'm working on the podcast. I have the full-time job and it's, I feel like I'm keeping a lot of stuff in my brain and there's no like process. And my mm. wife is like, Jay, I'll help you. But like, I, I can't read your mind. I can't like 
get into your emails and, and get into your, your MailChimp if you don't give me access, if you don't write processes down. So how did you, like kind of when you transitioned from health coaching to podcasting, like what are some uh, habits that you find are really, really helpful for you to kind of manage your digital life or manage your kind of like business habits, if that makes sense? Yeah, no, really good question. Um, and in the beginning, when I left my job, it was like December, 2017, and is that and when you moved to LA or did you stay in DC for a little bit? I was in DC for another, about a year. We okay. moved, we left DC September of 18. So I've been in LA okay. for about a year and a half now. Okay. Uh, I was in DC for about four years, almost okay. four years. I discovered um, you like right before you guys moved. I think like a couple months before you guys moved to LA. Oh, no way. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Um, yeah. So when I transitioned, I think most people will say this, um, I, I was just scrambling. Uh, I had, I'd been, luckily for me, I, I primarily left my job as a health coach to be a health coach just for myself. So I felt like I was kind of having a leg up because I wasn't leaving one profession and trying to start a totally different one. Yeah. Going from like a nine to five in a cubicle to my secret passion project that I've been really, you know, wanting to do forever. So it was just the same thing, but now instead of for somebody else, it was for me. And I had kind of been doing the side hustle thing here and there along the way, you know, giving people advice and workouts and training them for free or, you know, having people pay me one off kind of in our apartment complex training and just really just haphazardly. And then I was like, well, okay, I think I have enough traction here. What if I actually strategize and put a little bit of structure around it? And that's what I did just enough to kind of get clients to pay the bills and just work my ass off for them, you know, 10 X what I was charging really next to nothing, uh, just to like keep the clients, keep the money and mm -hmm. prove to myself and you know, that I could do this. And then at that same time as well, I began to monetize the podcast. Well, technically I guess it was like two, about two months before that, uh, almost the first year of the show, I didn't monetize it. No sponsors, no nothing, no pitching of my own coaching services. Um, and so the podcast went from one you episode didn't even a week pitch your to own two. coaching services. No, no. I, wow. I mean, I talked about it like this is, Hey, this is what I do, but I never once, I mean, if memory serves, if someone wants to go back and listen to the first year and prove me wrong, but I'm barely sure mm -hmm. that I never was like, Hey, if you want to work with me, if you wow. want to go coaching, whatever email, I never, I never had any of that. There was no strategy. It was just hit record and connect with people, um, which served me at the time. That was definitely a big goal of the podcast was to just learn. Mm -hmm. uh, I had no intention at that time of leaving my job. And so fast forward a year, I went from one episode to two a week. I monetized it. I began to coach people online and work out, work out with people in person. Um, and it was just scrambling. I, I had no real idea what I was, was doing to a certain degree. I was very fortunate, like I said, to go from a job that I was already doing to a job I was already doing, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah. Um, now here we are year three. And especially in 2020, um, I have strategy and intention behind everything because I spent those first two years just being very fortunate that uh, I am just a workhorse and I will show up every day and I will just work, 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 work. Um, and just put my message out there and give and add value and then, you know, just connect with people and then somehow I'm not homeless. Um, but <laughs> 2020, I decided that I don't want that anymore. I want strategy. I want to have a content calendar. I want to know 
who's coming on the show for the next 30, 60 days. I want to know the oh, episodes wow. going live That's on the awesome. show next 30, 60 days. And you know, when I was starting, I struggled. I really tried to just maintain four weeks ahead, four episodes ahead. That time I was doing one episode a week. Um, and that saved me. That saved me a lot. Now it's like minimum two months. Yeah. Um, so we get banked up with episodes. We get everything scheduled out. And that really does help me kind of release. I can look at the whole picture. Uh, if you're just going living day by day and just hoping things stick up against the wall, some things will, and you will find success and you might even make some money or you might even just, you know, find unique opportunities. But when you take a step back and realize that instead of just throwing stuff up against the wall, I can actually choose what color I want to paint it, the texture. Uh, if I want one wall, the whole thing, I don't know why I'm going off an you interior design analogy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You get to just, you realize <laughs> that you are not only the artist, but you are the architect. You are all of the things. Mm -hmm. And I think late 2019, I fully realized that. And I was like, all right, 2020, here we go. So I set up, I, I really am, am super militant with my, with my time from morning routine to evening routine. And then what, every hour during every day looks like uh, Mondays for me are nothing but but admin time phone calls with my team planning for the week going over the calendar and just easing into the week I made a big mistake last year of just really Monday comes I got hit around hit the ground running I'm gonna start 8 a.m. and I'm just gonna you know Monday I'm gonna crush it well then if I ever got behind, not only did Monday suffer, but the rest the of the week, week suffered. It's a that exactly. domino effect. That was one of my questions for you is I know that you time block your week and you schedule your showers and your workouts and your this and yeah. your that and you have your <laughs> my routines. walks, my food, my everything. Yeah. yeah. Which is great. And like I've I've dipped my toe or maybe maybe up to my ankle in time blocking, but I've definitely haven't jumped jumped in the deep end. And my question for you is like, when, when do you time block? So Monday, you kind of plan your week. That was part of like part of the routine that I haven't quite figured out yet is, okay, when do I plan the week ahead? I would recommend just, just starting. This is going to sound kind of redundant, but time block your time blocking. So whatever right now, if you just had to guess in your schedule, which day, which hour, whatever part of the week, like, oh, I've got downtime. I'm not super stressed out. I have at least 30 minutes to an hour. I would recommend to just be mindful and look at the week ahead or even just look at the day ahead and start there. And then that could be a good starting point. Then maybe you realize that, oh no, actually it needs to be Monday morning mm -hmm. or it needs to be Thursday evening, whatever it needs to be for you. Same yeah. thing when I would work with somebody in you know, fitness and nutrition. Yeah, we can adopt and we can pull ideas from other programs and other diets. You, us people, we can also pull from other productivity and high performance habits and mm -hmm. all these other things, but we need to make it our own. Yeah. Important thing is that we're making time to figure out what our process needs to be. So for me, yeah, it's Mondays. Um, I sit down and I have uh, first thing Monday morning, 9am. I've got a call with my, with my team and uh, we kind of just map out the week. We look at, you know, schedules and content and all that stuff and make sure that they have everything they need for me. And if I have any updates for them, they do the same thing. And then from there, uh, I, I don't really do any other calls. It's just planning and strategy and just kind of allowing me to to ease into my week mm -hmm. because the days are very demanding. Yeah. Tuesdays and Wednesdays are nothing but podcast days. It's, you know, me recording for my show and or me going on other shows. Typically, it's me recording for my show. Uh, Thursdays, uh, I, kind of an anomaly for me, but it's been a light week uh, with my show. So Thursday, you know, I'll do this. Here we are on another podcast. Uh, typically, a Thursdays and part of Friday, I will keep open for, you know, 
coaching calls, consultations. Um, predominantly that's for Thursdays. Anybody that I still work with on a one-to-one, you know, it's all B2B coaching now um, for other coaches and podcasters. And then, well, before Corona, Friday, I wouldn't schedule anything. Friday would, was a day for me. You schedule some social time and, and some time exactly. to get out. Yeah. Yeah. I would schedule IRL. Like you were saying, I would schedule a time to get out to, I always made it a point to have like coffee scheduled or lunch with a person or, or some friends or just go interact, meet new people, catch up. It was always an in real life day. It was a day for me to just detach from the week and, mm-hmm. um, and connect. Now that you mentioned this time block, your time blocking. So I have listened to indistractable. That's all you're listening. I Perfect. got indistractable. Yeah. I really, I, I'm going to actually go and, and re-listen to it. But that's what, that's one of the things they said is, you know, time block, your time blocking, like mm-hmm. the same time every week. And I do nutrition coaching and I'm like obsessed with habits and routine and goal setting. Like we goal set every single week. Personally, I goal set on Sundays. So like it would make sense for me to find some time in my Sunday to, to do my time blocking. But I always tell my clients, weekly goals are great. But if you don't set, mm-hmm. set the habit yeah. of setting yeah. those weekly goals, then they're not going to serve you. It's like meal prepping, you know, except meal prepping for your habits. Yeah. You, you block off time to set your future self up for success for what you're going to be eating. Well, why not do the same when it comes to your time and your productivity? Exactly. Um, uh, with Dr. Oh, goodness, was Dr. Dr. Sam? I can't remember his last name. He was on a recent episode. Yeah, yes. Sam Bakhtiar. Yeah. He said, why aren't we spending our time? Like, why aren't we spending our time like we spend our money? Like, time is our most precious resource. Why aren't we, like, protecting our time like we protect our money? And I, re- I really like that. Yeah. Take it from him. I mean, he's definitely a great example of time is money and someone who has lost it all multiple times, get super disciplined with your time and yeah, boom, he's killing it. Yeah. Um, do you schedule time for like going on IG and going on social media and going on Facebook? Do you schedule when you're going to do that? Cause I, I so get lost. <laughs> That's a problem I have. I have, I have, it's yeah. like, I'll go to like post a story and then before I know it, I'm like, what, how did I get here? That is the slippery slope of the internet for damn sure. Um, sort of, kind of. So for me on like certain days I do have like in my calendar, it's, you know, I get on Facebook, get on IG and, you know, make a post or mm-hmm. write my email to my list. Um, so I do have time carved out for social engagement and email kind of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But then honestly, during my breaks during the day, um, whether that's, you know, I'm on a walk or just, for me, like when I, my break time, this is going to sound weird, but I love laying on the floor. I'm a big floor dweller. Um, I just need to like floor get dweller. flat. <laughs> I'm a floor dweller. I need to get flat. I need to just like lay out and it, it just nice. really does help. It does. It does. It yeah. like, you know, feels good on my back. I need to just get recentered. And usually if I'm on my back or on my stomach, I'm, you know, on my phone kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, for, you know, look, so I'm a human being here in 2020. I mindlessly scroll still sometimes. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. And I kind of only do that during my downtime. I do have scheduled time where I'm intentional and mm. I only get on to use it and you know to be a content creator and to put it out. And then when it comes to me being a consumer and just scrolling and you know checking in on my friends or you know making sure I didn't miss a tag or I always try to connect with new followers all the time with like a voice memo or a video message. Um, that is kind of kind of passive. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. So you kind of do that on your downtime that's not necessarily like scheduled or really regimented. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is, this is really just a, a way for me to pick your brain about all of your kind of high performance oh, habits and stuff. So I can start. Welcome to of, the world of podcasting. Yeah. That's why I started for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I, so I, I, right when I started, I lined up like boom, 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 like four episodes. Like I, I got a bunch of things recorded 
And then I just, this was end of March. I just put them out this week. Mm. Like, I don't know why I was sitting on them for so long. And I think it was like, I was thinking of, I was like, oh, it takes me so long to edit. And I say, um, and I need a, oh, how do I do the intro? And how do I, like, I was just like building it up and like making it this big deal. And I'm like, no, like just edit it, get it done. Mm. And then the sooner that I kind of get rid of this, I don't want to say get rid of the backlog, but the sooner that I put this content for others to listen to and learn from, the sooner I can schedule more time to have these conversations. I'm absolutely doing this for other people. And I've been getting great feedback of people being like, hey, I really resonated with what you said um, in your Easter Confessions episode. I'm mainly pescatarian, but like I put on an Mm -hmm. episode saying that my wife made my mom's beef soup recipe and I ate the beef for the first time in two years because it was comforting and it tasted like home. And in a pandemic, like you want (laughs) soup. See, I'm getting a little loud. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, So I... I, you know, I have had people reach out to me, but also selfishly, I get to have conversations with people like yourself and other dietitians and other fitness professionals. So the sooner I kind of get these things out of the queue, the sooner that I can schedule time with people. And I also want to respect people's time. And I don't, you know, want to want to be sitting on an episode for eight weeks and and put it out eight weeks later, if I have no excuse of, well, like my podcast isn't planned for 30 to 30 to 60 days. Like there's no reason I I can't put them out. So I appreciate you sharing some of, some of your habits. Yeah. You said it right there. Of course. I mean, in order for you to really get to the end result that you in right here, right now, what you think you want and you know, our goals kind of change over time for sure. I think they should, but if you're on the path of getting to a closer version of that, then you're still successful. And in order for you to get to where you want to be as a podcaster, as, as a coach, to get to that version of yourself, well, just reverse engineer. What are the things that need to happen right before that, right before that, right before that? And your favorite guest, your best next guest, the message that helps the most amount of people, the one where you can step back and realize I didn't say a single um or ah, or, you know, all the things that I'm worried about now, they only will come if you do the work right now. You, exactly. you have to just like recognize that it's not a begrudging part of the process. It is perhaps the most necessary part of the process is to get started, take messy action and just do the work, take inventory, do the work, examine, do the exactly. work, examine. We are a constant experiment. Uh, your future success is totally dependent on the beginning on pretty stages right now. Yeah. And uh, I listened to your episode with Mike Milner and I like that he was talking about how there's the growth mindset and you can be in the growth mindset in certain areas of your life and maybe not in the growth mindset of others. And that was really good for my mindset of like, Oh, like if I'm struggling with a fixed mindset somewhere, like it's okay. Like I can work on it. If I, like you said, take inventory of it and, and be aware of it and just continue to, to put in the reps. Um, Absolutely. Another question kind of, of about your habits and routine. So I know you kind of take, take the first little bit of your day for your morning routine. What does mm. your morning routine look like? Yeah. So my morning routine, actually, I was just talking about this on another show. I've kind of added another hour almost just, I think it's due to the, the, where we are in the world right now of, even though I'm, you know, still super busy and very conscious of my time, there, there are a lot of other stressors going on in the world, whether it doesn't directly affect me. Um, you know, my wife has different stressors with her career now, uh, yeah her, our family, our friends. So by me staying plugged into the people that matter to me, if I'm being a good friend, being a good husband, being a good family member, like I I should be taking a little bit of that on so that I can really be listening and helpful and present, which I still have room for improvement on for sure. But that I kind of take on a little bit of that stress. We all are, you know, you and your wife, you know, your coworkers, 
we take on a little bit of that. And right now, like that's a lot. And so yeah, like she was just saying, I was having like a excitable conversation before we jumped on here with somebody. And she was like, she was like, this is a hostile work environment. Like she was joking. <laughs> I was like, Oh, I'm not taking it out on you. She's like, I know, but like my blood pressure is up a little bit. So you got to remember exactly. like, okay, even mm -hmm. if, even if you're not directly, directly impacting, like people do pick that up and kind of take that on. Oh, like your, your energy is a measurable thing. Um, your electromagnetic field that your heart produces alone, despite whatever other mindset you're in is measurable up to like three, four feet away. So when you're in the presence of other people, when you're virtually in the presence of other people, we pick up on these things and mm -hmm. it physiologically, biochemically changes us. Mm -hmm. It's science. Um, and so just being mindful of that right now, I'm, I began to realize that I just needed some more time. I needed some more rest. Um, even though I'm not as physically active as I used to be, I, I'm only, you know, walking and doing body weight exercises. Yeah, I was going to ask, one. what are you doing? Body weight stuff? Body weight, a lot of walking, a lot of walking. Um, and a couple of weeks ago, we were, my wife found a uh, 30 pound kettlebell. So, um, you can do a lot with that. Calls. I'm like doing farmer carries with on phone calls, you know, just being able to use it as much, but you know, I'm, I'm not able to deadlift squat bench, you know, all these other things I'm used to. I'm used to just going to the gym and true strength training. Yeah. Um, so even despite that, despite not being as physically active, physically demanding in my body, I'm needing more recovery time. Mm -hmm. And I know that by, by my sleep, I know that by maybe waking up a little bit longer or getting tired sooner. I know that by the quality of my sleep. I know that by, you know, my whoop band, um, I whoop. can measure it. Yeah. Whoop, uh, a physical activity tracker band. It's incredible. Measure sleep, you know, heart rate variability, all these incredible things. I love it. I have a, I have um, a revenue goal. And like, once I re achieve that revenue goal, I told my wife, I'm getting a whoop and doing the, doing the, the monthly membership. I love the, I love it. I think it's oh. so cool. They're so great. Hey, shameless plug. I got a discount code. If, if you ever want to use it, let me know. <laughs> it's uh, 15, 15% off. Yeah. Um, code but forward. Chase actually. It's called oh. Chase. Yeah. You get the band for free, 50% off the membership. It's great. Nice. Um, uh, but yeah, so my, my, my morning time has kind of my morning ritual has added on another hour and mm -hmm. I picked up on this because I just slowly began to, instead of my first interview or first call being 9 a.m., I was like, man, let me push it back to 10. Mm -hmm. And I noticed that when I gave myself more time in the morning, technically I lost that hour, right? But I was showing up more mentally clear, more prepared. Yeah. I lost an hour technically in my calendar, but what I was able to do during was way more productive and efficient. So, excuse me, um, that's my coffee. That's part of my morning ritual. My coffee kind of came <laughs> back a little bit. <laughs> So for me, I naturally kind of wake up around the same time every day. I don't set an alarm what anymore because uh, I wake up between 6.30 and 7 a.m. just mm -hmm. naturally. Um, and I wake up and I'm good to go. Uh, first thing for me is I'm chugging water. I have, you know, 64 ounces Cheers. right out of the gate. Cheers. Hydrate. Water is your friend. Whatever you think you're doing in water, add one more. Um, so water for me, and then I will down a super greens and super reds powder to kind of just flood my body with some micronutrients, antioxidants, phytochemicals, um, adaptogens, a lot of things that when you wake up, you're in a fasted and dehydrated state. So giving your body just immediate water and immediate micronutrients really does just increase its bioavailability bio and ensures that you don't really have to worry about a lot of other metabolism functions getting in the way of nutrient absorption. Mm -hmm. So I just like to give my body what it needs, what it wants right out of the gate. And then after that, I go on a walk. Uh, typically, the morning walks for me or it's, it's my meditation. Uh, walking meditation is when I have my best ideas. I clear my head. I just start the day with activity, start the day with getting my steps done. Uh, I try to get outside in the first 
20 to 30 minutes of being awake so that I can get Oh, so that's done. pretty, pretty early. Yeah. Yeah. Or pretty soon after waking. Hmm. Yeah. I try to immediately get outside so that uh, I can help start my circadian rhythm because once your body starts getting some of that sunlight, your vitamin D begins to get developed, your body will begin to fully kind of suppress the uh, melatonin production mm -hmm. to allow cortisol to happen. And if you're struggling to go to bed, if you're struggling for a bedtime ritual, one of the best things you can do is actually just try to wake up and get connected to the sun right away. Uh, we have really, really unique uh, photoreceptors in our eyes that is really the beginning process for our circadian rhythm, for all of our hormones, for everything. So I try to just get out in the sun as soon as possible and, you know, walk. Um, and then and vice versa at night. If you're having trouble falling exactly. asleep, wearing those blue light blockers to help. Blue them. light blockers, yeah. dim your lights in your house, you know, stay away from screens and stuff as much as possible. Pull your bedroom but, down yeah, a little so. bit. I could tell exactly. that you just read uh, why we sleep. Oh, sleep for me has been king. Uh, I, I have really made sleep the most important thing in my wellness hierarchy for the past one to two years, because when that is dialed in, everything else in my life is mm -hmm. dialed in. Uh, and when it's not, everything else suffers. Yeah. And that's, a, that's, that's an area where I've been, I've been struggling with because working full time, coaching, doing the podcasting now. And it's like, you've got so many hours in your waking time. It's like, I don't want to sacrifice sleep, but then I, I feel like at times I, I don't know. I'm like, I, I it's like a balancing yeah. act of. I that have will my, be, I mean, especially where you, where you are. I mean, I've been there. Yeah. Know. I think at the beginning it's going to be a grind and just head down and do what you get. Like I woke up at four 30 today because <laughs> I had to like get some stuff done for work. And like, if that's what you got to do for a little bit, that's what you got to yeah. do. But. Uh, all right. Sorry. So you, you get out within the, uh, the first 20 to 30 minutes of waking up, get, get some vitamin D, get some steps in. Yeah. Get my steps in, get the sunlight in. Uh, it's, it's like I said, it's my form of meditation. I, mm -hmm. I walk to like literally get the, the juices flowing, but then also I get my best ideas and I'll think I'll take verbal notes on my phone. Uh, I usually keep my phone off. Maybe I'll post up my, you know, my daily stoic thing first thing in the morning. I love um, that. But I, I it's, oh, it's been my, that's another part of my ritual for the last three, it sounds weird. We say it for three years. I've been reading the same book every day. Um, but this book, it just, it sets my tone, sets the mindset and I just continual education. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first thing I post up on my Instagram stories. The first thing I do for all my content. It's and again, the, I, I give the daily I stoic by, sorry, the daily Ryan, Ryan, Holiday. By Ryan Holiday. Yeah. Every, it, yeah. it's kind of similar. It's called the book of awakening and it's one thing a day, but I actually was looking up the daily stoic the other day. I think I'm, I think I might change it up. I think I might change it up. I've been interested in, in stoicism for a little while now. And I think, I think the book that I was currently reading, wasn't serving me mm. quite as much as it, as it needed to. So, but I do like that kind of ritual of, waking up and setting that intention for the day and ha kind of having something to ruminate over while meditating. So, yeah. And that's it basically. Yeah. Um, I'll go on the walk, come back, uh, take the dog out. And, you know, by that time, it's probably about my first one and a half to two hours of the day. So like seven to nine ish there. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, take a shower, have my morning espresso with some MCT oil powder, uh, eat breakfast, sit down on the computer, there I am between, you know, 9.30 and 10 a.m. And I'm ready. You know, I am, I have fully taken care of myself. I have gotten physical activity, mental activity, um, you know, maybe, maybe some journaling or just, you know, again, taking kind of voice notes on my phone. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I'm fully ready to take on the day. Uh, I'm ready. That's awesome. I like that. I, I work with my clients a lot about developing some sort of routine for them. And, you know, I have a morning routine and I'm kind of at the point now where I'm like, 
you know, this routine was serving me, you know, four or five months ago, but I was like, you know, maybe it's time to to change it up. So I think that's one thing, like you just mentioned during quarantine. And or, they do, yeah. Or the queue, as May was calling it. <laughs> yeah, I like the that. The times, the queue. <laughs> <laughs> you know, during the queue, you felt the need to, to change it up. So that's, you know, I always tell people, you know, get a routine, stay committed to it, but it's okay if if after a while you do need to adapt it or, or you mm. do need to change it up. Absolutely. You mentioned stress. So have you felt an increase of stress during quarantine? And if so, like kind of what, what have you been doing to help manage that? I mean, you did a, ver- you were supposed to have a, a ever yeah. forward summit in person. And yeah. And you had to kind of yeah. transition all of that to online. How have you been kind of managing your own, your own stress during this quarantine? Yeah. Good, really good question. In the beginning, I, I think I was kind of with everybody else of this is so new. This is so wild. This is so weird. What's going on uh, for the first, probably like two to three weeks. LA shut down pretty hard, pretty fast. So we technically have been on the queue uh, or in the queue, I guess, for two months now, eight weeks. And two days ago, we just found out that this is going through July. <sighs> California, but it definitely at least Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, they they kind of were saying, officials, government officials were saying indefinitely, but plan for it at least through July. So I saw something in LA County possibly through <sighs> September. And so, I mean, that... I'll pop my head up every once in a while just to like stay aware of what's going on in my immediate environment, the world. But very quickly in the beginning, we realized that it was unnecessary just to stay plugged in to a constant source of stress every yeah. day, all day. 1,000%. Um, making sure my friends, and you get it. Absolutely. You know, you got to make sure, of course, you know, your friends are squared away. Your family is safe. Like making sure the people in your world are, are good and you're there for them. But then after that, like, Honestly, my day-to-day hasn't really changed that much. Um, it's kind of sad, I guess, when you realize quarantine life was your lifestyle anyway. <laughs> um, you know, being self-employed or just being, you know, all these things that you want to accomplish and do like requires time. Um, you know, I've, I definitely miss the gym. Uh, I definitely miss going to coffee houses and working from there for the day or meeting people and, you know, just going out to dinner or just, we took a lot for granted, you know, the ability oh, sure. to even just go anywhere Travel. we wanted anytime. I, this year for 2020, this year for me, uh, I was on the most travel, most booked conferences every, every three to five weeks. I was either in another city, another state or another continent every month for this year. Uh, all that went away, uh, whether it's for work, for, for fun, for weddings, we had everything planned. Um, all that went away. And like you said, we were going to do our second annual Everford summit. We had a live one here last year, 19 September, we're going to do it this year, April 19th, which was my father's birthday. Um, and we just shifted it all to online. We did a virtual summit. And so I was kind of scrambling a little bit and, and definitely higher stress for the first couple of weeks and feeling like I need to do more. I have to do more. My community requires more. And I don't regret any of that. Um, I do think for, you know, really it was kind of like my ultimate test and it still is, you know, I talk all the time about the obstacle is the way ever forward. Yeah. Your adversities are your advantage. Like it was now like, all right, Chase, walk the walk kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm glad that I was more present. I really amped up my social presence and lives and consultation calls and virtual summits and all the things because it wasn't really for me. It was for the people that, you know, are in my audience, the people mm-hmm. that are on their journey to kind of getting, you know, on the path to finding solace and finding purpose and 
just staying focused and hopefully just if anything entertaining. Um, so in the beginning it was more for them and I've thoroughly uh, appreciated the feedback and loved everything we did. But now I've kind of throttled down a, a little bit and I've realized that again, I need to just pop my head up every once in a while, take inventory of what's going on in the world, mm-hmm. pull in what I need, what serves me, check in with my friends and family and then get back to work. You know, it really doesn't need to be as stressful. I think as a lot of people are making it out to be, and I understand, you know, I'm not as affected. I'm very grateful for, you know, my health and having a roof over my head and just the opportunities. Um, but, you know, I've been working for these for years and years and years now. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, I, I'm very grateful and appreciative of that. And so now it's just like, I don't need to be stressed out. You know, I think at this point, constant daily stress due to this pandemic is kind of a personal choice. It's a little bit, a little bit it's on us if that is you. Yeah, I, I learned very quickly. I like right before things like really shut down hard, I like went, you know, there's there's like a healthy dose of panic, but I went into that like really unhealthy, unhealthy panic and like mm. panic bought a bunch of food and like took in all like I was on Reddit nonstop and took in all this news. And then I realized, okay, Jay, like you cannot do that again. I don't really read the news. I stay up to date in what's going on locally in Montgomery County here. But I, I I didn't I mean, even I, read the news when I was in DC and like, <laughs> it was the epicenter. <laughs> like everybody would ask me all these political questions. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like, I had to, I had to cut it off. I was like, it's not serving me. It's not adding value to my life. Like I have, I had to cut it off and like, I can't, like I can worry about, you know, focus on your locus of control. What can I control? Well, I can control that, you know, we're going to the store as little as possible. You know, even if things are starting to open up here, it doesn't mean that we have to start going out. We're not going to have yeah. to start going out and engaging people. So I think that's really important is focusing on what's within your control. Like I know like a lot of teachers struggling right now. Like I mm. know it's not what you want to be doing. You're yeah. not in the classroom. You're not with students, but if we can't, you can't, you can't stress about the fact that you're not there. Like what can you do? What can you control? Like how can you, I don't know, kind of shift, shift it a little bit. So yeah, if you keep focusing on what you don't have and what you can't do, you will continue to not have and continue to not do anything. So it's just a matter of just take the opposite of that. What do I have? What can I do? It's the most fundamental mindset shift that all of us talk about, you know, health and fitness coaches, entrepreneurs, anybody that wants to just look at anything differently and choose to not suffer and choose to move forward and choose to just not allow your circumstances to dictate your life. It literally can be that simple because you just have that little mindset shift. You will look at everything differently. I promise you. And like, I think, I mean, I, I'm interested in some, you know, Buddhist literature and such and, you know, suffering mm. is innately a part of life, but you can mm. approach that, that suffering in a, in a different way, kind of accept it for what it is and move on and move on and, and learn from your mistakes and, and learn from your failure. So if you're out yeah. there and you're still listening to a bunch of news and it's not serving you, <laughs> put Reddit down, delete it off your phone yep. like I did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for damn awesome. sure. Well, Chase, I want to be uh, respectful of your time here. We're, we're approaching the end of the hour, but just thank you so much oh, for. I, I know, I know, I, yeah. I enjoyed, I enjoyed this. But thank you so much for your time. And really quick, I know I just said I was going to wrap this up, but one thing <laughs> I, I really, one thing yeah. I really admire about you is you are so generous still with your time. Like you have mm. on your website, like you have like little like 15 minute blocks of time that like people can sign up for and you respond. 20 to actually. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. 20, 20 minutes, yeah, yeah. 20 minutes. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. I mean, that's, that's a third of an hour. You can do a lot in 20 minutes. So, you know, I just, I just want to say thank you uh, for, you know, everything that you do and living your life ever forward and therefore inspiring us to live our lives ever forward. I appreciate uh, that. I received that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, uh, Cause I've known how, 
I had so many people in my life and still do that did the same for me. And I think that's the most important thing is no matter what we wind up doing, no matter what our, how much our time is worth, um, it is just as important to make time for people that are even just one step behind you because it wasn't that long ago when, when I was there and, and I, I needed help, I needed support, I needed just 10 minutes of someone's time or just had a question. Uh, and if you continuously just stay in that kind of acts of service mentality and, and even business strategy, business framework, um, you're going to be way more successful. You're going to have yeah. much more, much more coming for you. And you just, the perennial aspect of, of who you are and what you have to offer is, I mean, it's beyond any ROI I've experienced. Yeah. And I think it goes back to why you started doing this in the first, first place to, to get the ever forward message out there to honor your father, your hero. And you know, to, you're not doing this for yourself. You're doing it for others. So it's awesome. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah man. And thanks for being here. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of the Eat in the Sun podcast. If you're enjoying these episodes, if you could please subscribe, leave a review, or even just tap that five stars on iTunes, share it to your Instagram story. Anything you do really helps get the word out there. Thank you so much, and we'll chat soon.